0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're
2: Team, team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready.
0: It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible.
2: Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather.
0: Be ready for anything. Go to BlackHillsEnergy.com slash Ready. One, two,
3: three. So they wanted a stable presence, a guy without a lot of scandals, so they hired someone who killed Steve. Yeah, and the LSU Just going to put that out there just so we don't get sued.
4: Yeah, yeah.
3: well, thank you for that.
4: I'm not sure whether I should be offended or taken as a compliment, but, but you know, go on. Put them both in a jousting tournament.
3: It, none of it matters. Texas A&M should go eight four this year and half those kids are going to transfer. Are you sure? Ladies and gentlemen, we are back in its conference championship week. Karen, are you excited? Let's go, baby. I am not excited because Alabama's not playing. Instead, uh. we get to watch boo Say so we get to watch 9-3 and three LSU get dominated up and down the field by Georgia. Just watch literally any other conference. Except the Big Ten, the ACC, the Pac-12, the Big Ten. No, I'm just kidding. So just watch the group of five games is what you're saying. Honest, honestly, they would be more fun to watch, yes. That's true. If anyone doesn't want to watch LSU get dominated... We have options. Fresno State taking on Boise State also kicks off at 4 on Saturday. UCF and Tulane kicking off at 4. Unfortunately, for the 8 o'clock slot, your choices are Clemson and North Carolina or Purdue and Michigan. That's going to be – those are both probably going to be shit shows. Oh, yeah. it's.
4: I mean, the Purdue-Michigan game more so than the NC State game because, like, I, they could – I don't know. I don't know, Kiernan. You think
3: Clemson's just going to like blow th- past them? Oh, no. I think Purdue has made it their thing to upset the number two team in the country. Oh, that that's a so really if good, that's if Michigan yeah. Michigan's praying that yeah. they come out as the number one team after dominating Ohio State on the road. Yeah. And so tomorrow's cultural it. playoff rankings or today's we're recording this on Monday, by the way, for those who are curious. That's why we're talk. That's why we're not going to be covering the CFP cuz somebody has to go on vacation. Hi. <laughs> uh, I wish I would go on a vacation, but I have issues with boundaries when it comes to work so I don't enjoy them anyway. All right. <laughs> so we mentioned that Michigan ran Ohio State off the field and Ohio State is It was in magical. Shambles. Yes. Oh, it was incredible. I was so happy. Uh and it was close for most of it and then Michigan just dominated. In the fourth quarter Incredible um, So Ohio,
5: Ohio State's in fucking shambles After the game They had a bunch of recruits visiting For for the game Two of them committed to Michigan right after Ohio State fans that, Are now calling For Ryan Day to be fired The man who for years they've been defending Oh he wasn't just He's not just winning because he inherited Urban's team He wasn't born on third. Now they're saying he was born on third and acted like he hit a triple. Ohio State's is Jambles, and I love to see it.
4: it. It's wonderful, especially coming from the Penn State perspective. It is the most – it's the nicest thing to see because finally they have some – honestly, it's a little bit, I'm sure, like how SEC fans view Alabama. It's like finally, they're finally losing, and they know what it's like to feel
5: pain. Hmm, a hundred percent. But do you think firing Day is the right move?
4: Not right now. I don't think that. I don't think that that one loss should mitigate all the success he's had with C.J. Stroud and, and uh, Henderson and things like that. Or Harrison, excuse me. I think. I think those. Yes, they might be remnants. Those players individually might not be remnants, but like the style of play that he's inherited from Urban Ryder is still certainly there, and I don't think that is a bad way to do things. Uh, I just think he needs to to kind of uh, needs to put his personal touch on it so that it's it works all of the time, not just you know most of the time during the regular season, and granted, I mean, they did lose to the third, at the time, the third-ranked team in the country. So that that's, I wouldn't say that that's that bad of a loss. I mean, yeah, they looked poor towards the fourth quarter and everything, but I
1: genuinely, I don't think it's that bad.
5: I entirely disagree with you. Okay, go. Ohio State, you have two expectations set upon you. When you get to Ohio State, compete for, if not win national championships, and beat the piss out of Michigan. This is two years in a row now that they've lost to Michigan. This year, as a fucking embarrassment, we'll get into why this is such an embarrassing loss after we're done with this. And two, he's made Yeah, he's made it to the college world playoffs. He has played for a national championship. He had a, the slowest, whitest linebacker I've ever seen in my life. And this comes from someone who grew up loving Mike Rabel. Fucking covering <laughs> the Heisman Trophy winner. And getting trounced and run off the field by Alabama. Look, it's great that he's beating up on the Big Ten. The Big Ten is not that competitive of a conference anymore. The West is an embarrassment. You have Northwestern, who really is. has not won in America in over a year. You have Wisconsin, you have Nebraska, who both are looking for new coaches who actually filled those roles. But beating up on shitty Big Ten teams and a fucking Notre Dame team that would go on to lose to Marshall, like that, those are not good wins. I know Notre Dame turned the season around. At the time, that's not a good win. Brian Day cannot do the two things that every Ohio State coach needs to do. And if he can't even start to figure that out, because it's getting worse, too. When he had Strictly Urban's guys, he was beating Michigan. Now that he has his own guys, he can't beat Michigan. And Michigan's a good team. Jim Harbaugh, great job turning it around out there. But you cannot get beaten on your own field, like 22 to your biggest rival, and expect to keep your job.
4: No, that is fair. I'm just saying, like, they're not going to fire him in the next, you know, two weeks. I'm I'm more pointing out, like, if this is a recurring trend that they're uh, nearly losing to the likes of uh, Northwestern, no matter what time of year it is, I get that it was a bit breezy then. But, like, if, if that trend continues, then I would say, OK, yeah, uh, it's time to pull the plug or get something together, you know, whatever you have to do. But... I I think the loss, the second loss to Michigan does certainly hurt. Like, if you had won last year, it would have been, okay, great,
1: so you can beat a good Michigan team type deal. But, you know, I mean, Michigan's lost to us,
4: uh, to Penn, St- us. Penn State, like plenty of times where they were on a roll. And it, you know, it it hurt, but it's not like a it's not like the death of Jim Harbaugh. I mean, they went out and re-signed him to a contract. So I don't
1: think I don't think it's nearly as bad as it seems. That
5: that's true, but I, I feel like yes, losing to Penn State sucks. That is a rivalry game for Michigan. That is not the rivalry game. Alabama I'm not saying it is a, a rivalry sucks. game. Alabama sucks. Alabama losing to LSU sucks. If Alabama lost to Auburn Saturday, I was committing arson. <laughs> like I, We wouldn't be recording this week because I'd be waiting for my bail hearing right now.
4: Don't you mean you'd be committing arson?
5: I hate you so much. It's <laughs> such a stupid joke. I'm so proud of that. It was a good joke, but I hate it. Good. But this this does raise the question. Does Ohio State have a path still to the cultural playoff, the national championship, or do you think their dreams are dead? Uh, I
4: still think they should have a path to the national championship. I, I think they should be four, right? Because my point, my point to this would be is that You have an 11-1 record, right? You lost to the number two, uh, excuse me, the number three team the week prior, right? And you have, uh, you lost to the number three team the week prior, and that's your only loss. So, and it's in conference. And yes, I know in conference games hurt to lose, but I would argue that that can, extremely competitive Michigan team is a game worth losing. Why Why it's at home and how you got blown out by 22, I don't know. But I would give Ohio State the benefit of the doubt going
1: into the CFP.
5: I think if you lose by a score, or even 10, you have earned the right as Ohio State, with seeing what CJ Star has been able to do seeing what Marvin Harrison Jr. has been able to do, seeing what Ryan Day has done with this team, hell, seeing, hey, maybe Jackson Smith and Jigba will be back in time for the playoffs. I think that would get you some goodwill. Losing by 22? No, you lost all goodwill. Losing by 22 at home. I don't care if you're playing the 2001 Miami Dolphins. You cannot lose that badly on your home turf this late in the season and still expect to make the college playoffs. And people are putting But who do you out, well, put it in instead? USC, hmm,
1: TCU. Enough. Well, TCU's already in it.
5: Yeah. Well, that's you. You have four spots, so TCU's going to be in. So USC, shit. I'd take an Alabama team that lost by eight combined, not even eight points, like four points over two games. Yeah. I think they have shown more mental fortitude than Ohio State has this season. I think they're a better team than Ohio State is this season, as bad as they are, because Alabama has not been getting dominated. Yeah, they have not won in convincing fashion, like they have in the past. But they have still won games. They have lost two games by a combined four points. Ohio State has lost one game by a combined twenty-two goddamn points. Some other points on the college playoffs in the national championship. Ohio State is not winning the national championship this year, so what's the fucking point of putting No. That? No
1: fair.
5: chance. Fair. I, the, minute they, the minute they put them at four
4: and go up against the likes of Georgia, they're getting blown out of the water. That is a fair point. The only reasonable contender for that would be a high-flying uh, air raid offense of USC or the just pure – Redemption arc of Alabama football. Those are the only two options you could even fathomably have.
5: And, and even then, I think Alabama would still get dominated. I think USC would probably put up points. It'd be a fun game. Yeah, I, exactly, I, and that's
1: kind of that. That's kind of where I was going with that.
5: If you put them up against Michigan again, Michigan again at a neutral site. Okay, what they lose by fourteen instead of twenty-two. Yeah, wouldn't matter much. I. And I knew I wanted to talk about this yesterday. ESPN has them at an 88% chance to still make the college football playoffs. I went through every single national championship winning team season. So, for example, the 1929 Pitt Panthers, I went through their 1929 season and looked at every score. And here's some things that stood out to me. In the college football playoff era, no national championship has lost by more than 14 points at any time during the season. That team was the 2014 Ohio State Buckeyes who lost to Virginia Tech 21-35. to 35. The only other double-digit loss was the Iron Bowl in 2017, where Alabama lost by 12. Going back to the BCS, two-loss LSU. There is precedent for a two-loss national champion in the modern era, so put Alabama in, but they lost by a combined eight points across two games. 2006 Florida, 10-point loss to Auburn. 2003 LSU, 12-point loss to Florida. All of those were on the road so far. And then pre-BCS, 1989 Miami Hurricanes, 14-point loss to FSU to open the season, it was at FSU. 1985, Oklahoma Sooners, 13-point loss to Miami at Miami. Uh, 1983, Miami, 25-point loss at Florida week one, 1983. Also, Auburn and Nebraska won in some polls, but neither of those them claim it. Miami does. 1982, Penn State at Alabama, 21-point loss. It wasn't in Tuscaloosa. It was at Legion Field in Birmingham, but I digress. 1978, Alabama, 10 point loss versus USC. 1975, Oklahoma Sooners, lost by 20 at home against Kansas. 1929, Pitt, lost by 33 in the Rose Bowl to USC. 1894, Princeton Tigers, a 24 point loss against Yale at Manhattan Field in New York. So we have one team that has won a national championship and lost by 20 points or more at home that season. We have two teams who lost by more than Ohio state did this weekend on the road though. Also that 1894 Princeton team was coached by, I think it was the 1890 was coached by future president Herbert Hoover. It was actually the 1878 Princeton team My apologies. Fun history fact for you, but no, I mean, look at this shit called football you have to go back before
3: either of us were born lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest
2: place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready.
0: It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible.
2: Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather.
0: Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com teamready team ready.
5: Before anyone currently playing college football was born... To find someone who lost by 20 or more at home. And you have to go back to before we knew what an atomic bomb was. <laughs> before we knew what fascism was. To find a team that has lost by more than Ohio State did on the road.
1: All right, fair enough. I mean, that's some in-depth studying that I don't think a lot of listeners would probably have done, Kevin. But, or, uh Sorry.
5: I have some issues, Kidd. Uh but no. So so I, I think I think Ohio State's definitely not winning it. You can't lose by that many and still win a national championship because you have some serious flaws in your team if you're even going to come close to losing that badly.
1: It's these in-depth analyses of the nineteen twenty nine
4: uh, uh pit panther teams that really separate us from other podcasts.
1: That's I mean this th- is the that's juicy the come stuff. For. Yes. It's Garbage takes and lots
5: of history facts. Exactly. Uh Kid, you wanna talk about if some coaching cages now? You would so you want to talk about some coaching changes now so I stop ranting about Woodrow Wilson in the 1878 (laughs) Princeton Tigers? Yes, you probably do. that. All right. The man who has been rumored and linked to every college football job under the sun, Matt Rule, is going to Nebraska. His new contract will all but wipe out any obligation the Carolina Panthers have to him. I don't know what the contract is off the top of my head. I should have looked this up before we started recording. He is getting, he's making $74 million over eight years, $66.6 million guaranteed. So uh, I like the move, honestly. I think Matt Rule's a really good college coach. What are your thoughts, Karen?
4: Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. I mean, uh, he's proven it. He's proven it at least once before. I think that the move to the NFL was kind of a uh, experiment for him because I mean he's still a relatively young guy. So I think that he'll probably stick around college football for the rest of his career. If not, if he doesn't just stay at Nebraska, I think there's no reason why he wouldn't hire Matt Rule. There's no massive scandal. You know, following him around or anything like that—at least that we know of so far. But the—but uh, it'll be interesting to see what he can do in the Big Ten because it is a change from uh, from where he was at uh,
5: Baylor. I think he could make Baylor competitive. I think he, with all their scandals, he came in, cleaned it up, got them competitive again. I—I I think he'll do fine at Nebraska. Nebraska's a long way away from competing with Michigan. You know, the top school in that conference, because Ohio State's probably around Penn State's level currently. But I I do think, I love the move. Uh, He's a great recruiter. Really good X's and O's guy at the college level. I'm excited to see what he can do. And then, we have the move that is probably the most perplexing to me. Luke Fickle, who I thought was just going to be at Cincinnati for life, especially with the Big 12 move coming up. Luke Fickle leaving to go to Wisconsin, seven years, seven, $7.9 million per year, which is a $2.9 million increase over his extension at Cincinnati that ran through 2028. I... Hey, I know you have thoughts on this move. Um, I can let you get into those.
1: A few minutes, I'll edit this part out. (laughs) I,
4: so I personally think Fickle, I don't quite understand why Fickle went to Wisconsin. And the reason I say that is because Cincinnati, when they went on their Cinderella run, had a really good offense. Now, granted, they were backed up by a really solid defense. I mean, this is group of five. Talk. We're still we're still talking about, it. but I think that he was a solid enough offensive. He had enough offensive weapons to where that was kind of his style. That's kind of what he kind of shaped his coaching style around, and what and what his um and what he wanted to see from his team. And that the defense just happened to be really, really good. At least that's the perception I got from him. Because I, I, I mean, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin, but I don't think Luke Fickle's a, necessarily a defensive-minded guy. I could be wrong, but um, but I would argue that going to the Pac-12, despite being under uh, going to the Pac-12 where there is no defense, uh, it would be far easier for him to dominate in there. So, you know, you're going to a conference that's notorious and has a history of of very strong defenses and not a lot of, barring,
5: you know, Ohio State, not a lot of uh, air game. I, I agree with you to a point. I think I think even though he is an offensive guy, like it's never been a question of his defense. He is a more offensive guy. The twisties, but it's never been like, oh, he can't coach a defense. Like, some offensive oh, guys no, get no, a no. job. That's not like, what I was what? implying at all. No, I know. I know yeah. I'm saying, though. That's why I think this is a little bit better of a move. Uh, I think Wisconsin, out of all the coach, coach openings that are coming out of the Pac-12, you have, like, Arizona might be an opening. Arizona State's probably going to be an opening. I think Wisconsin is a step up. I think... And look at it this way Cincinnati right now is nine and three. A nine and three Pac 12 team uh, is 16. Uh, Oregon State, UCLA, 16, 17 in the AP poll. A Big Ten, nine and three team, you're up there with LSU at nine and three. You're up there with, okay, so Utah's in the Pac 12, they're nine and three. You're knocking on the door of the top 10 as a Big Ten team that's nine and three because of the perception. And Look, yeah, his defense might not be great. He's going up against fucking Iowa.
1: Yeah, that's a
4: good
5: point. Can't put a touchdown defense. together
4: if it saved their he's life.
5: Offensive Back against Iowa, and I'm giving up maybe two catches for 15 yards. <laughs> he scores 10 points a game, and he's winning most games in the Big Ten West. <laughs>
4: that's, I, that is so stupidly true. I hate that.
5: Like, it, if I'm I'm still confused why he decided to leave Cincinnati now. I feel like it would have been better maybe to leave right after they had made the college-12 playoff, because then he could have gotten any job that was available. He might have been able to now, but maybe he wanted to feel it out. Maybe he was concerned that they're going to get fucking dog-walked once they get to the Big 12. So, now's a pretty good time to jump ship. Yeah. And now...
1: Onto the news that nobody wanted to hear. Nobody wanted
5: to hear this. Hugh Freeze, the head coach or former head coach of Liberty Flames, which I have my own issues with that entire fucking institution, is heading to the Plains. Hugh Freeze signed a deal with Auburn today, it became official to be the Auburn Tigers' next head coach. Cannon. Why, why, why don't you take the lead on this one? Because I, I have thoughts.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't
4: even know where to begin, Kevin. I, I literally don't know why. They, I think actually, I think what Auburn wants to do is make their program so controversial that one day they'll explode. And then that will be the end of Auburn. <laughs> so they, I think so that's their the goal is to just, yeah. I I think that I think that would be fair. I mean, because it's basically just let's layer on top of layer on top of layer on top of layer of BS, and then one day people will just forget it all that ever happened, and we could close down the school.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, all right. So
5: Auburn leaked that their head coach was allegedly having an affair to fire him because it went against their values and they didn't want to pay his bio.
1: Scummy move,
5: but you know, <laughs> you, have, you have your values, well, it doesn't affect myself to pay his bio, but you have your values as an institution and you want to stick by those. You want to put people in position to power at your institution that reflect the university's values. So, cheating on your wife with an assistant, allegedly not good for Auburn. Things that are good for Auburn, in Auburn's eyes, recruiting violations. Cheating on your wife with multiple escorts that you arranged using your university-provided telephone. Oh, and covering up and denying sexual assault. According to the Auburn Tigers, that's all a okay buddy. As long as it's your money you're using to do that and not university money paying an assistant, that's fine. It's disgraceful. Yeah. It is
1: funny even have a job.
5: Well, because Liberty is a Christian university, so they don't really give a shit about any of the terrible things you do. As long as you say you're a Christian, they'll just accept you. <laughs> Unless you're gay. That's a big no-no over there in fucking Lynchburg, Virginia. I think that's where Liberty is. But, no, it's—I cannot put into words how disappointing this is. And I'm not even going to shit on Auburn fans. Some of them are defending the move. Fuck you. From the bottom of my heart, fuck you. This move is indefensible. You saw a guy who beat Alabama a few times at Ole Miss that all those wins were vacated because of his recruiting violations, by the way. Fuck you. You're a terrible person who will root for a guy regardless of what he does. You're essentially the Cleveland Browns. You're like, well, he's our guy now, so we're rooting for him. No, that's not how that fucking works. You use your voice as a member of the university, whether it be a student, a fan. You do fucking something to make the university aware that you're not okay with this move. And there are plenty of Auburn fans that are doing this, that are saying, I've been an Auburn fan my entire life. My dad was an Auburn fan. My mom was an Auburn fan. I go back, Auburn, three generations. To those speaking out against this fucking horse shit, I applaud you. You are some Auburn fans that I don't have any issue with. The rest of you can go fucking rot. You're the problem. You're what everyone points to when they make fun of Auburn. It is fucking disgraceful that you can support this move. And that was Kevin's second rant. So, I'm still worked up over this
1: bullshit. Fucking. I insane. I.
4: I, <laughs> I can tell. The uh, what I find really funny was um, I was at reading up on it, and I I was reading up on the the scandal at Old Miss, and he, and he says, here's a. a Quote here. He goes. Freeze couldn't explain the reasoning behind the call, but raised the notion that it could have been a misdial. He goes. I've got no idea, to be honest. I was in a eight one three area code, and that number was three one three. It must have been a misdial. I'm like, uh there, And he goes. I don't even think there was a conversation. There was nothing to it, except the fact that you then went back on your own BS excuse and and admitted that there was. Like how stupid do you need to be? Like if it just also, if you get burned, just just
1: let it burn. Like let it burn quickly, because it'll burn out a lot quicker. Also, uh, oh, oh so he did it multiple times.
5: Yeah, it's not like it was just once. Like multiple times. And also the NCAA violations didn't help. I think it was one or the other they might have overlooked it. How that all came out though is kind of hilarious, and it is old myths and Hugh Freeze's own doing. Hugh Freeze got caught for his recruiting violations, and him and the university blamed all of it on previous coach Houston Nutt, because he also had recruiting violations. So Houston Nutt sued the university and Hugh Freeze for defamation and did a FOIA request for <laughs> Freeze's phone records. It, that's how this came out. That is... Way too funny. And also to be clear, I'm I, I don't necessarily care about the recruiting violations. So many coaches have done it. Probably every coach has done something they probably shouldn't do when it comes to recruiting. Uh, I don't necessarily have a huge issue with the escort services. I personally have never used one. Never will. But if that's your thing, it it is illegal, but you know, you do you. I know there's some issues with those services, with human trafficking. That's an issue, but. There have been plenty of people who have done it. Look at you, Bobby Kraft. But the covering up sexual assault, that's the big sticking point for me. And the fact that some people are trying to brush it under the rug is inexcusable, and it's fucking horrendous, and it reflects poorly on everyone at Auburn. Not necessarily Shit. the students, not the faculty, but everyone in any position
3: of power at Auburn.
4: I, yeah, it, it's it's a daft move. Honestly, you'd be better off hiring back Gus Malzahn if he even wants it. But the uh, but the other thing is, like, if if we're talking about scandalous football, why didn't Auburn go after Matt Rule? Clean that Matt program Ruhle up.
5: Looked at that program and said, no, fuck that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> there's no redemption for these guys. You,
5: you know what they should have done? What? They had. A, They had someone on staff who took over a shit program with a shit team, shit coaching, and a fucking scandal hanging over their heads. And he got them to buy in. Now, the wins didn't necessarily come, but that team looked a hell of a lot better towards the end of the season as they did at the beginning. The players liked the guy. The players knew what he stood for, knew what he was doing. They should have just fucking retained Cadillac
1: Williams as head coach. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been cheaper, it, too. Yeah, it would have been
5: a hell of a lot cheaper. Uh, Auburn needs to do what Tennessee fans did a couple years ago with Greg Schiano. Now, I think that was a little different situation. I think they just didn't want Greg Schiano, and they used the reasoning they used to get out of it. Uh, it's not great what Greg Schiano did, but it's, I think it was just a we don't want him, so we're going to latch on this. But fuck that. Just do what they did. Paint Tumor's Corner, bright orange, or Tumor's Trees, bright orange. Don't do that. Actually, those trees have already been poisoned. Paint rocks around it bright orange and say, "Fuck Freeze, get him out of here." I will go for hours and hours about how true Hugh Freeze is a terrible person who shouldn't be nowhere near college football. So we're gonna move on. Yeah, because you'll, your head is, will explode if you say anymore. It really fucking will. Um, Text A and M is a shit show uh a and m recruits whose name i'm drawing a blank on let's pull that up real quick a and m recruit ish harris linebacker announced he was entering the transfer portal this week after the shit show of a season someone retweeted the news with entire class got the bag and said all right let me go where i actually wanted to go Ish Harris
1: retweeted that.
5: So if there were any question left about Texas A&M only getting good players because they paid them, I think that puts the nail in the coffin. Yeah, it it seriously does. And on top of that, Texas A&M, now that the NCAA is cracking down on NIL deals. Uh, they have no quarterback, wide receiver, running back, or tight end in their upcoming class. And they're on pace to keep that going. They'll probably get a couple of two or three-star maybe. So, I don't know, Karen. Is it time to fire Jimbo, finally? Uh, well,
1: not according to today's
4: news, it's not. Uh, for those of you who haven't seen, uh, Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher part ways with offense coordinator Daryl Dickey. And uh, I, I sent this to uh, Kevin earlier, and I simply said, ah, yes, that was the problem. Not the massive dumpster fire that is Jimbo Fisher. And to Kevin's credit, he points out, doesn't even call the plays on offense. Jimbo Jimbo does it. Get, he
5: wasn't the issue. Get rid of Jimbo. Jesus. He, this is the, I think this is a move to try and save Jimbo's job. Why save it? It's already, it's already cracked and burned. Oh no, buy Jimbo to try and save his job.
4: Oh, sorry. I thought you meant by the university. I was like, what? That doesn't make any sense. No,
5: no, they don't. I I think they want to try and keep the fan base minimally happy with Jimbo. So they don't have to worry about paying that albatross of buyout but yeah i think it's just jimbo trying to save his job he's scared he knows what's coming so he's trying to put it off as long as possible why i don't fucking know i would gladly take 80 million dollars to piss off
1: yeah
4: well like is is it a question is it a question do you think that they literally just don't
1: have the 80 million
5: I don't know if they have it on hand ready. I'm sure if they had to, they could get their boosters to give them 80 million dollars, but I think it would have to get really bad. Like worse than It is than- really bad, Kevin. It's 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 awful.
4: <laughs> it's one of the worst A&M teams we've seen in years. So no, what like, worse than this? That, I, I genuinely think that's difficult to do.
5: Like <laughs> Iowa offense bad.
1: Okay, all
5: right, fair enough. Iowa offense and UMass defense, bad. <laughs> I genuinely do, actually, just UMass football in general, because they beat UMass. Yeah, see, but they, like, it was 20 to 3. That's a good yeah. game for UMass. But no, I, I think the LSU game this weekend also saved Jimbo's job. Nobody was I think if he lost to LSU badly, yeah. He, he was gone. No way in hell you can keep him after that. I don't know how the hell they can keep him now, but it, it at least he bought himself some time. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. he doesn't have a full game to play in because they're that fucking bad. To try and redeem himself at the end of the year, right? But, and one yeah. of the
4: one of the re- one of the really interesting things about uh, his record so far is that uh, I thought this is a fun little statistic that he. All right, not he, but Texas AM and was ranked at the beginning of this season and now are unranked uh, at the end of it and not even bowl eligible. That's the, that's the, that was the key sticking point for me on that.
5: Yeah, I, I think I mentioned this earlier. This is the worst a team has ever done after signing number one recruiting class. Yeah. This is the worst since Texas in 2005, starting at five and going to not bowl eligible because uh, Texas a and started at six. So, it, yeah, it's bad. It's really bad. I don't know how they can retain him outside of just refusing to pay him $80 million. It actually might have dropped down to like 65 or something now with the season progressing, but I would also take $65 million to fuck off.
4: It's like, Ed Orgeron, I- just go, which way's the door, man?
5: Yeah, which story you want me to go out of? Shit, I'd do it for third. I'd do it for two million. And Jimbo's just being greedy. He's dragging <laughs> down Texas A&M just to get that bag. Good on him. Look, you conned a major university to give you an exorbitant amount of money. Congrats. Yeah, he's living the dream, really. Yep. Oh, it raises the question. If they didn't have Jimbo, I think they could probably get another coach for a lot cheaper. Well, yeah. A, like a much better coach for a lot cheaper. But the problem is now, coaches will see the Jimbo contract go, well, you just paid him that much to go five and seven. I will do better than that, and I want that contract. Right.
1: But nobody, nobody did. AG is never going to trust anybody with that much money
5: again, unless it was literally Nick Saban. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's a handful of coaches that would get that kind of money and wouldn't, asking for that, wouldn't get them laughed out of a room. Yeah. I think I'd probably go Nick Saban, maybe Dabo, although once things have gone downhill in Clemson, I really think that might be it, honestly. Kirby Smart, yeah. Kirby Smart could easily ask for that much money. Yeah, that's right. I mean, Yeah, when you win a national championship or twelve, twelve and 0 next the year after, then yeah, you get that. Uh, Harbaugh wouldn't. No. Anywhere except Michigan. Nowhere except Michigan would have given him an extension either two years ago. Where, yeah. yeah, I mean. Hey, yeah. It worked uh,
4: out. yeah, it seriously worked out in their favor. Good move. Um, or I, mean, I, I said this. I said this the other day. I said. Uh, I said Nick. I said, uh, Harbaugh isn't necessarily the best coach, but he is a really good recruiter, and I think that was harping off of what you said earlier in the season, maybe if you, I remember correctly. But it, it's a good point because he has some fucking all-star
5: talent in that team. Yeah, yeah, he gets talent around the team, and it it will hide deficiencies when it comes to play calling and coaching. Now, I think I think Jim is a good coach in terms of motivator getting guys to buy in. I don't know if he's a great Xs and Os coach. Right, right. And it seems like Jimbo can't do either, so <laughs> I'm trying to think if any other coaches could ask for that much money and not get lapped out of the room.
1: I should be a poll on on the Twitter. That's true. oh well, well maybe not a poll. Well, yeah, a poll. You could just
5: say That's like give up like four coaches yeah, question yeah, put, or something like that. Pick some four, pick three coaches, and put other. Yeah, maybe we'll do that later. Yeah, it's a good idea, Karen. You're a smart Thanks. guy. Nice, I like to think so. Uh, also, Mel Tucker should have gotten left out of the room for asking that for that kind of contract, but then yeah, you know, I don't. I, that was the, that was anyway. the one I was going to bring up. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. All right. Moving on to our week thirteen review. And as a reminder, we will not be doing the college football playoffs this week because we're not recording on Wednesday like usual. We are recording Monday, and those come on Tuesday. I might do a quick episode breaking it down. I might write about it. Not sure yet, but we'll get you that news somehow, even though it'll be like the day after. So you all have already seen it. First up, we had the Iron Bowl. Piernan had Alabama 21-17. I had Alabama 30-27. And Kelsey had Auburn 18-15. Alabama won 49-27. So the over did hit, and Alabama covered by half a point. But I still got the win there because of the over. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Next up, we have the game. Uh, Kiernan had Michigan 36-28. I had Michigan 25-22. Kelsey at Ohio State 35-31. The over hit, and Michigan covered. But because the over hit, Kiernan gets the win because he got both right. I just got the one. Next up, Notre Dame at USC. Uh, Kieran had USC 37 24. I had Notre Dame 33 20. Kelsey had USC 45 14. USC 138 uh, 27. So Kieran got the win there for picking the winner and USC covering. And the over? I think. No, not the over. So, no. But Kieran won. So, Matt's out. Uh, next up, we have the Battle of Nevada. Uh, Kiernan had UNLV 18-14. I had Nevada 45-38. Kelsey had Nevada 35-32. Nevada did cover. So that is a point for both Kiernan and I. But UNLV won and the under hit. So Kiernan gets the win there with a final score of 2 Let's 20-2. go, baby. Next up, three games that did not impact the standings whatsoever. First up, we have the Egg Bowl. Kiernan lost this pick because he was on the road, but he said after the fact he would have picked Ole Miss. Uh, I picked Miss State, 45-28. Kelsey picked Ole Miss, 38-17. Mississippi State won 24-22. Next up, Civil War, Oregon versus Oregon State. Kiernan had Oregon State, 21-16. I had Oregon, 34-24. Kelsey had Oregon, 35-28. Oregon State won 38-34. And then finally, we had the Apple Cup. Washington versus Washington State. Kiernan had Washington 38-22. I had Washington State 24-20. Kelsey had Washington 45-14. Washington dominated 51-33. to So, those are just some fun extra games we picked for Rivalry Week. Now, this week, we also were doing something a little different this week. We are picking all five Power 5 championships, and then Kiernan and I each picked a group of five championship game to pick so let's just go right into the pack 12 number 12 utah versus number four usc this one is on december 2nd that is friday at eight o'clock it is at allegiant stadium in las vegas usc is a minus three with an over under of 67 kernan who do you have uh so i'm really
4: in- intrigued by this because i think both USC and Utah are going to put up some major points, so I'm actually going to give the edge to Utah, forty-seven,
1: forty-five.
5: Damn, that's a good pick. Thank you. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with USC. We're trusting Lincoln and Caleb Williams. Uh, I'm going to go with USC thirty-eight, twenty-seven. Next up, we have. Kansas State versus TCU. Uh, kickoff is at noon on Saturday. It is at the at t Stadium in Dallas, Jerry World. TCU is a minus two and a half with a 62 over and under. I'm taking Hypnotoad 63
4: to 21. After wearing those uh, iced out jerseys uh, two weeks ago, you can't bet against TCU. So I'm going to go TCU
0: 54 uh
4: Fifty-four twenty-eight. Make it a little, little closer, but not much. A little more respect for Kansas State than I'm giving them. Yeah, exactly. That that's all this is. It's it's not it's it's not whether Kansas State will win. It's whether they will lose by how much.
5: <laughs> that's fair. Uh, next up, Clemson versus North Carolina. Kickoff is at eight. It is at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. Clemson's the minus seven and a half with a sixty-three and a half over under. Cairn. who do you have?
4: Uh, As much as I want to pick the Tar Heels, I'm going to have to give it to Clemson uh, 38-25, but I want UNC to
1: win. My heart desires UNC to win.
5: I am going to go UNC Tar Heels, baby. UNC, people forget Matt Brown is a national championship winning coach. I think he's a very good coach. I trust Drake May to outperform DJ Uyunglele. The answer? That's how you pronounce it. Yeah. So UNC twenty-eight fourteen.
4: Oh, I'm, I'm regretting my pick now. Oh, I'm going to stick with it, but I'm
5: regretting it. that, uh, I'm already out of it, so I'm picking with my heart, and I'm picking for the means right now. Let's go. Fantastic. Next up, we have Purdue versus Michigan. Kickoff is also at 8. Is at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Michigan is a minus 16 with an over under of 51 and a half. Purdue has made it their bread and butter to beat the number two team in the country. If you're ranked in the top three and you're playing Purdue, you would better count your fucking days. Give me Purdue and Aiden O'Connell 21 to 19.
4: Oh, man, I couldn't agree with you more. I want Purdue so badly. Give me Purdue uh, Purdue 18, Michigan 17. It's going to be a down-to-the-wire, last-minute field goal. This is going to be great. Watch, Michigan's going
5: to win by 50. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's purely for the memes now. Fair. Uh, Next up, we have LSU versus Georgia. Kickoffs at Ford's at Mercedes-Benz in Atlanta. Georgia's a minus 17 and a half with a fifty and a half over under Kiernan. Who you got?
4: Uh unlike uh Purdue, LSU has no shot of beating Georgia. Uh give me Bulldogs uh 40 uh 38. I'm not gonna rank them that high.
1: 38 uh, LSU twenty one.
5: Okay. Uh, I also agree. LSU's got no chance. They couldn't beat Texas A&M. Uh, but I I don't think you're respecting the dogs enough. <laughs> Give me Georgia 45, LSU 7.
4: Oh, Jesus, that's very unfair. I would have knocked it down to like 17-18, but Jesus, 7? Oh man, 7. That's going to feel that's going to feel really good when it hits. Right?
5: <laughs> oh, it is. I'm going to gonna be so excited. Next up, as I said, Kieran and I are each picking a group of five game. We talked about before, and Kiernan is picking the Fun Belt Championship, Coastal versus Troy. It is kickoff at 3.30 at Troy University Veterans Memorial Stadium in Troy, Alabama. Troy is minus 10 and a minus 10.5. I just said Troy way too much in those two, three sentences. Uh, over under 48, Kiernan, who are you rocking with in the Fun Belt? So I am gonna
4: have to go with Troy. As much as I want uh, Coastal to win, I I think Troy has the better uh, opportunity here, given that it is at uh, it is at home, right? I think you did say that, yeah. Yep. Um, and the other thing is, despite their ten and two record versus a six and two record uh, at Coastal, I think the more losses in conference is definitely to Coastal's detriment here. Uh, I think that, I mean, Coastal allows more points per game and more, uh, sorry, Coastal allows more points per game uh, by 10, or excuse me, 12 than Troy does, so I think that the defense will definitely come into Troy's favor. Do
5: you have a score prediction or are you just going with Troy?
4: Uh, no, sorry, sorry. I'll go, uh, I, I got talked uh, caught up too much talking about the points allowed that I didn't really give a shit. Uh, let's go with uh,
1: 20, 30 to 16,
5: Troy. Okay. I'm going with the American. Uh, UCF versus Tulane. Kickoff is at four. It's at Yeoman Stadium in New Orleans. Tulane is a minus three, the 56 and a half over under. Now, yes, UCF did beat Tulane earlier this year. But it's so hard to beat the same team twice, especially when they played so close to each other. Like, the games are so close. Tulane's also won an SEC championship more recently than Vanderbilt. So, actually, they've won an SEC championship. Vanderbilt has not. So, I'm going with Tulane in a little role reversal here. They're going to win with the same scores last time. Tulane, 38. UCF 31. That was fun. That'll be a fun one, that one. That will, but even though you're picking the fun belt, I think the American's gonna be a little bit more fun. That's fair. Next up, we have everyone's favorite game Dog of the Week.
1: This is how we do it for the dogs!
5: Right, as always. Dog of the Week is brought to you by Yeats. Head over to yeatsofficial.com. Promo code TAILGATE for 10% off your order. They are incredible. Christmas is coming. Buy some people some sunglasses. Make them look sexy for the holidays. it? who's your Dog of the Week?
4: Before I reveal my Dog of the Week, I just have to give a quick shout-out to the uh, Oklahoma Sooners and the Texas Tech Red Raiders for putting on an absolute circus of a game it was so much fun to watch they were just slinging TDs left right and center uh all through like the second quarter onwards it was amazing dropped it into overtime and then uh sorry who was it Tyler Trey Wolf uh hitting a game-winning 35-yard field goal it would absolutely ice in his veins Kevin Dog of the week, Trey
5: Wolf. Fair. That's fair. My dog of the week, and I think we're double dipping because I think this was your dog of the week last week. Oh, was it? Uh, Spencer Rattler. Yes, it was. For the South Carolina Gamecocks. I mean, look, last week, dude, balled out, played exceptionally well against Tennessee. This week, and I know out-dueling DJ Uyungalalai is not exactly. An accomplishment. It's not something that's hard to do. But still, he handed Clemson their first home loss since 2016 against the Pitt Panthers. He all but crushed their college playoff hopes. And he is looking like the guy that we thought we were getting at Oklahoma last year.
4: Very true.
5: Spencer Rattler, dog of the week, comeback of the week, dog of the season.
1: Ooh, good one.
5: This is how we do it for the dogs! And that's Dog of the Week. Kiernan, do you want to talk some Heisman odds before we get out of here? Sure. I feel like we haven't talked about it in a while. So we'll just pull those up real quick. I have those open and then... So we're going to go through... And we're going to do it a little differently this week. We're just going to... I'm going to give you the odds for some of them according to BetMGM, and we're going to pick the four guys we think will be going to New York. Work for you, Kieran? Yeah,
1: works for me. All
5: right, Caleb Williams currently has the best odds, minus 2,500. TJ e. Stroud in second, plus 2,000. Max Duggan out of TCU, plus 2,500. Stetson Bennett out of Georgia, plus 10,000. Then you have off the board, no odds given, Jameer Gibbs, Alabama, Will Anderson, Alabama, Hendon Hooker, Tennessee, and Jalen Daniels, Kansas. Janet, who are your four guys you think will be going to New
1: York? Uh, I think it
4: definitely has to be... Caleb Williams, I think, is my number four. Um, I think the...
5: Oh, man, I'm looking at the wrong fucking Heisman list. How am I doing this? I mean, if you found a different one, you can go off that, too. I'm just going off that MGM. Give me the...
1: Jesus, fuck. Oh, five days ago. That's that's why. How can you find this shit so much faster than I can? This is ridiculous. Uh, Because I looked it up before the show and knew which list to look
4: at. Fair enough. Uh... So I think I think Caleb Williams definitely has to be up there. I think C.J. Stroud, despite the loss, needs to be up there because I mean the the amount of work that that guy has put in and the amount of points like he's been a a, a part of has to be has to be considered good enough. Um, I think his not quite counterpart in uh, Blake Corum in Michigan has to be there because he's been an offensive juggernaut for them. And then I would say probably, I want to see Drake may only because I was talking about him uh, a lot earlier uh, last time we did the Heisman odds. So I really wanted to see him there. I don't know if he'll necessarily get there, but I would certainly like to see it.
5: Okay. That's fair. Uh, We have some similarities, but I have, I have some guys that I'm going to put on instead. Uh, CJ Stroud. I Do I have him going? No, I do not have him going. Uh, I think Caleb Williams is going to go. I think he is the guy who's going to win it. Uh, Stetson Bennett will also go just because he's the quarterback of an undefeated team. That's the only reason why he has no chance. I don't think it. that's a good
4: enough reason. I, I genuinely don't think that's a good enough reason.
5: I'm telling you that's
4: what's going that's how people vote. What, what, whether it happens or not is 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 irrelevant.
5: I I, yeah, personal I said, who do that, you like, think I, will go, not who should go. Fine, fine. So uh Blake Corum, I think will also be there cuz they don't want four quarterbacks. And then I think Will Anderson will go as the token defensive player who finishes fourth. Right, right. So, Caleb Williams, Stetson Bennett, Blake Quorum, and Will Anderson, I think Caleb Williams will win it. I feel like it's – no, we just had a quarterback win last year. So, yeah, so that's it. That's my list. Is there anything else you want to say before, rivalry, or before the conference championship week?
4: Uh, all I have to say is I'm just thankful I won't be disappointed this week uh, by Penn State losing. So there's that because they're in the they're they're above the uh the cusp or the, the cutoff now between 11 and 18 where they're they will actually start losing so i'm thankful for that that's it that should have been my uh thanksgiving i'm thankful for speech <laughs> fair i'm very happy my family doesn't make me do that shit <laughs> oh i don't either i just should have announced it <laughs>
5: <laughs> i don't know what one but i'm thankful that penn state is a is not playing next weekend. They're above the yeah, threshold. Yeah. They're gonna lose. So let's just,
4: oh, that's yeah, bowl Let's cut our play. losses here. Eight's a great run. You
5: know, it. Let's just keep it there. We'll be fine. Let's hope you get a cupcake. Let's hope you get in your bowl season, one of the schools that only gets a bowl game because another school dropped out and their academic rating was high.
4: Yeah, that'll be perfect.
5: So if you get one of those, uh, so yeah. That, thank it, you. No problem. It's all all for us this week. Uh, Next week, we're going to be doing the same thing. We're going to be recording a day early, I think we are. Yeah. Day early next week. So it'll be out Wednesday morning. This will be going out Tuesday morning. Uh, Everyone have a fun, safe week. I feel weird saying a safe week because usually it's a safe weekend. Everyone have fun this week. Try to get through the work week after a short week last week. And as always, fuck you, freeze.
3: So they wanted a stable presence, a guy without a lot of scandals, so they hired someone who killed Steve. Yeah, I, I the LSU way. Just going to put that out there just so uh, we don't get sued.
4: Yeah, I, yeah.
3: Well, well thank you for that. I'm not sure whether I should be offended
4: or taken as a compliment, but, but you know, anyway, go on, put them both in a jousting tournament.
3: It, none of it matters, Texas A&M's going to go 8 and this year and half those kids are going to transfer. Are you sure?